0: Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. With wide open it's 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 just conversing about the world of professional wrestling.
1: Oh my God! Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh no. Oh, uh, here we go.
0: Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. The first period starts right now. Duty, and not the TV show.
1: Not way bright. Bray Wyatt's fucking weirdo thing.
0: Goddamn, Mister Mister Rogers' neighborhood oh. on speed.
1: He had a good gimmick. Why the fuck would you change it?
0: High Sticks Super Kicks podcast, the home for the perfect—not Mister, but the perfect blend. Hockey and professional wrestling. Your bows. Robin, Dave, it's Clobbering time tonight, folks.
1: Lots to talk about, considering last week all we talked about was the Devils. Yes, Which and apparently got us some attention. Yeah,
0: <laughs> apparently, apparently.
1: Not from New Jersey. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, let's give, so let's, let's give them a little bit of time here. Let's let's go to the the old Twitter account. Listen, when we say reach out to us, we mean it. Reach out to us. Do you know? Let us know what you like and you don't like, and all that kind of stuff, and see you get a little, you know. A, a, a little, you know, how do you do? So we we got a little um, invitation here from another podcast called the uh, Stick and Rink Pod.
1: Out of Vancouver.
0: Vancouver. Um, so we thank you for um, listening and, and all that kind of stuff and, and sending us that email. So um, have a listen to some of the other shows that we have here. Uh, perhaps maybe you just listened to uh, last week's like uh, Dave mentioned about uh, we just did, you know, like a, a seasonal review of uh, of our team, the Devils. Um, so, yeah, take a listen to some other ones and, uh, you know, keep letting us know um, if you like it or not. And uh, we can go further with that. A nice little offer in there to uh, be a part of it, potentially be a part of a, a um, hockey network. So that would be that would be a cool thing to uh, elevate this podcast, too. But for right now, we are. Are they still going to let us
1: be G-rated?
0: G ra- We're G rated? <laughs> well, we're
1: certified G's. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, okay, we move. We move in si We uh, fuck, fuck that one up too. All right, let's rewind that. Real G's move in silence like lasagna.
1: Was that one of his things? What? Was that one of fucking Enzo's? No. Is that a comment that I don't know about?
0: No, that's a, a rapper. Oh, then I really Lil, don't know about it. Little Wayne had a had a Who? song. Little Wayne
1: was he the one at the Vegas game?
0: No, that was Little John.
1: No, oh, sorry, all these little guys.
0: <laughs> can we can we hop on hockey again? <laughs> anyway. we'll, we'll do this kind of conversation okay. later in the summer on a different show at a different time.
1: So. Seeing how we pretty much discussed everything that needs to be discussed for crease to crease, mm-hmm. the devil section last week, um, and that we're not playing, and there's no real news to talk about with us.
0: Hey, John Hines went and is is coaching the uh,
1: the U.S. Uh,
0: yeah, and it's nice that somebody went out and says, you know, is this just basically like, is this just for fun for you, or are you really you know hunkering down to to win a championship? He's like, no, I'm I'm here to win. <laughs> Well, I'm here to learn. I'm here to see what I can do better well, it, with my team. and
1: There's also another reason for him to get involved with another team that's not involving the NHL or the Devils, and it's networking. Yep, It's true. as simple as that. I mean, if we start to shit the bed early in the season, he's on the hot seat. He's, he's had, this is what, four years now? Mm-hmm. And one playoff appearance. If we start shitting the bed early on, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on the hot seat. Well, you know what? It helps to mingle with other coaches as an assistant. And now, I don't even know who the head coach is. But
0: I think it's the guy from uh, the Red Wings. Is the
1: uh, oh Jeff Blashill? Yeah. Well, hey, it's always nice to have a guy that you could be like, hey, do you need an, an assistant? I'll come in, or
0: yeah, work on this, that, or the other. It's true.
1: But speaking of an assistant coach, mm-hmm. segues for days,
0: <laughs> Podcast for weeks. <laughs> uh, last week, went and talked about. Um, you know, potentials on what we feel would be an update on our team from top to bottom, and we touched on assistant coaches, uh, one of them that we both agreed on was a defensive coach. Um, we neither of us on this podcast you've heard in the past, um, like Elaine Nazardine or, or were getting tired of of him in general, and like would like some fresh blood, some fresh meat on the team to
1: I think you have shake to start yeah start shaking it in. We'd have to start from the goal. I like Rolly Melanson. He's a former former Devil. Briefly, um, apparently, he was Corey Schneider's like go to goalie coach. Mm-hmm. I think we give him this year and see how they now both that do. Corey's healed, you know, almost to the point where he is going to play on this USA team with Hines coaching. Um, now that he's healed,
0: you have no excuses. You have
1: no excuses, and if Corey continues a decline like he has the last two years whether it be health or his own confidence or ability, well, then you got to get rid of the goalie coach. And then after that, you really have to look at our defense because our defense has been horrible for the last three years. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Along with the coaching stuff, there was also some some rumblings. I won't say rumors, but rumblings that um, potentially, P.K. Subban might be on the the list. Now, and and I even put it out there to, um, I forget what his name was, I put it out there, and I said, look, if you take away how many years he may have after this contract and the freaking 9 mil a year average and the 10 mil a year legit money, would it fit? Would he be a fit?
1: No. No. Because no. he's you? not – He's if you had to grade from A to F, obviously F being the worst, he's not – we need an A-plus or an A defenseman right now. And P.K. Subban is, at best – a B minus C plus defenseman strictly as a defense, Mm -hmm. not his offense, but defense. And I don't think it would help having his personality on our team with a group of young kids coming up, especially on the blue line. It's not exactly like you're bringing in Roman Yossi or Shea Weber or Ryan Suter where they're consistent pros on and off of the ice focused from game one to the last game of the playoffs Mm -hmm. where you're going that's a guy you can learn from I'm not saying PK Subban's a a horrible person or whatever but
0: he's bringing his flamboyance and his, his right off the ice personality with him
1: he wants the shine on him not to shine on everybody Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying he's not a team player but he does things and maybe it's us growing up in a lou lamarillo team he does things where he puts the me in team
0: and on the flip side of that to to jump on that one didn't you two also also you said well the league needs to be more flashy
1: right but I know. And there, there's look a at time Archer. and a place for it, yeah. and, oh, I got you. and 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 this isn't the place for it. New Jersey's not the place if, for it right if, now.
0: If he was this player, two to three years down the road, maybe.
1: Right, maybe two years. Two years from now, if we still have the core that we have with Hall signed, long-term, Nico signed, Hughes signed, and he's that piece that we need. That that you know what, David Steven Stevenson's not cutting it anymore. We need that kind of. Offensive from the blue line pizzazz because we have solid defensemen, whether it be Ty Smith or Walsh or whoever. Riley or yep. whoever. Well, th- maybe. But at this time in our development, we don't need the personality. Okay. On the other hand, I would take Phil Housley as our assistant coach to replace Nazardine. Okay. He's got a history with us. I mean, he really was only a devil for a year. I remember the day he got traded. It was the day that the devils did the autograph session and he like literally had gotten off on a plane. They didn't even have a jersey for him to they had a jersey, but it didn't have his number or name on it. Right. And he was just sitting there. You could tell he flew from fucking Calgary <laughs> straight there. And and he had sweatpants and sneakers on. Jeez. Like it wasn't Big. even like he was dressed up and he just looked exhausted.
0: Don't you love it Like when, when you go to those signings or you, you meet these players and you look at them and you go, they either have that look like, God, I'm exhausted. God, I'm exhausted. I don't want to be here. Simply, I don't want to be here.
1: Nobody knows who I am because I just got traded here.
0: Or like he said, like oh, I, I just, I've just was on a long flight and now i got to sign for you guys. Couldn't this have happened yet tomorrow? <laughs> yeah.
1: But I mean, he's he was a great defensive coach for Nashville, which got him the head coaching job in Buffalo. in Buffalo. A top from him on top of him playing for Buffalo for years. Um, he's American, which would fit in with Hines, you know, Captain American attitude. Mm-hmm. Um and on top of that, he's got head coaching experience. So if we were to shit can Heinz
0: You have a you have your temp and you waiting. You have your yeah. temp in
1: waiting where mm-hmm. you're not gonna and and he's a he's a good coach. He just got put in a shitty situation in Buffalo. Now, you're going to say, oh, well, he's got fucking Eichel and all these stars. Yeah, but you know what? They're not in the position yet to turn. You know, like, turn to the to being a powerhouse. We're, I would say we're a lot closer, and we're going to be a lot closer with whoever we draft um, moving forward. Okay. Then he would have been with Buffalo. Plus, I think there's way too much personality and pressure in Buffalo, and he... He wasn't a personality I mean, the guy's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best American defensemen to ever play the game.
0: Again, you, too, I think, because if you're put in a situation like that where Buffalo hasn't won for a very long time, they have this core of players that it's like, oh, my gosh, we're, we're moving to that next step. Here's your spotlight. But they have, what, 10 years or whatever of crappy You know, so you have to change culture and you have to do this. And and it's like you want to speed up that culture change. You want to speed up that. I need to get in the playoffs so fast that it's. He got caught up in it. And and I think,
1: right. And I think the players got, like you said, the the culture. They got caught up in reading the headlines, like, Buffalo makes the big turn. And then they went into the beginning of the season where they were like the top team in the league until what, just about Thanksgiving? Mm -hmm. And I think their heads got too big. Him being a rookie head coach didn't know how to kind of reel it in. Mm -hmm. That's why he would be a perfect assistant coach for us because he wouldn't have the same pressure of controlling it. He'd have to worry about the eight defensemen that we have. Right. And most of which other than what Andy green and maybe Vatanen are young are under what? 26 maybe teachable. So that's the guy I want to teach playing defense, not Nazardine or PK or whoever.
0: So, I threw it out there. I guess um, uh, for those who don't know, Todd Cordell is a uh, is a Devil's reporter, I guess for um, for Hockey Buzz. I know a lot of people don't put a lot of stock in Hockey Buzz, but uh, he put together an article of like you know um, you know questions that folks were asking and things. Like that, and I was reading through, and a lot and pretty much all those questions were about offensive stuff. You know, um, who who do you think is going to stay? Who do you think is going to go? Good free agents to get offensively? Do you think Hall's going to sign? Blah blah blah. Um, nobody really focused on defense, so I just threw it out there as a as a general tweet to him saying, you know, nobody really brought up where he didn't post anything about defense, so what about coaching and Elaine Nazardine, um, you know, saying that I wasn't really impressed, you know, things aren't growing, this, that, and the other thing, um, I mean, basically I said lots of questions about offensive defense, none about coaching, do you see any coaching changes, like a replacement for Nazardine on the horizon, he says, uh, he replied back, I doubt it, I know everyone uh, gets on uh, Naz because of the defense, but it's worth noting that he plays a big role in the penalty kill, which is a big plus for our team. Um, but, it's a good point.
1: Yeah, um, I, I get the penalty kill. It's a bit like he may have a big point in our penalty killing, but for the most part, penalty killing is simplistic. I mean, other than when you're dealing with Ovechkin or like the Sharks with, those, with uh, Burns and, and Carlson out there, you stay in the box. You get your stick in the passing lane. I mean, he's not. It's not like he's reinventing the fucking wheel on the penalty kill. You he know? just
0: may have a little bit of a better eye, saying, you know what, maybe you do like a scooch this way or whatever. And hey, hey fine. yeah, but You're is that
1: it. him or is that the players that we put on the penalty kill? Like, Rooney is a good, fast, smart player. Coleman is a good, smart, very reminiscent of Madden and Pandolfo. They're smart. They know what to do with their puck. Rooney. Knows if I'm gonna stay on this fucking team, I've got to bring something to the table. I've got to be the mad dog on the penalty kill.
0: I agree. So I mean, so it's, more, so it's one of those: are the players making the PK coach look good, right. or vice versa? It's
1: it's like looking at Scotty Bowman. Yes, he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. But look at the teams that he was coaching.
0: You can say the same thing about, um, and we can talk about this in a little bit. Um, head coach in Toronto.
1: Toronto, you can, to Tampa so you can, Bay.
0: And you can look at um, Quentinville too. getting out of Chicago and going to Florida. How's that going to turn out? So that's storylines for the future or for the recent past. But um, yeah, I, th- I think we put out a poll um, and, and, and a, you can count on a, one hand how many people answer that and two of those votes are sitting here on this podcast. Um <laughs> <laughs>
1: So you can count on one finger who voted. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yes, to you who voted. Thank you. That's so pathetic. Anyway, hey, but we got over twenty dollars for last week's show, so go us. <laughs> <coughs> uh, so we put out there like a, uh, a poll of you know if Naz- Nazarene was going to go, who do you, who do you want there? We put up choices like Housley, Stevens, um, uh, a, a good one you brought up last week, and uh, Tommy Albeline, or somebody else, and to let us know. And uh, essentially, it was Scott Stevens, which is I think more or less like a it's a want that all of us want because we think that the the coach the way he played is going to bring the same kind of snarl to our defense and you know instill that in them and turn them all into you know eight scott stevens
1: no it's it, not that i just want <laughs> someone to to like i want our andy green severson santini Vatinen, butcher I want our five guys that are going to be our five guys, whether they are or not, I want them to not look fucking lost in the defensive zone. You should never be a defenseman looking towards the offensive zone of the other team and there's other players from the other team behind you. Like You should never have attacking players behind you. When I coach, that's what I said. If there's a player behind you, all alone, guess what? And you're standing all alone? That's your guy. <laughs> like, That's the guy that's going to score because that shot's going to go to the point. Your head's going to look at the point.
0: He's going to inch behind you. He's going to
1: inch to some <laughs> soft open spot mm-hmm. where either he's going to get a rebound, a stick, or a pass, and meanwhile you're going to go, oh shit, and got to turn and get it. And there's just way too much of that going on on our in our defensive zone. Way too much.
0: So, from a hot seat perspective, I would say because we oh, kind of do it, we do it in a shake it up kind of thing a little bit later. But in a hot seat, it's if our team shit not shits the bed, but shits the bed next season to be to start the season, and our defense continues to look pitiful in in that aspect, and there's no real good positive progression in it. You have two coaches who are essentially on a hot seat.
1: Yeah, and, I would say Nazardine. And no? Nazardine
0: and and Hans. Hines as because look, I think we can all agree that Shiro now has the keys to a kingdom to make this team better. They verbally said it; it's audio. You can replay it. Hall even said it, saying we need we need better players. Shiro said we need better players. He's now five years into this thing. He's cleared out the Lula Marilla part of the organization. It's now a Shiro organization.
1: Yep. Other than what, <clears throat> Green and
0: But Jack. They've bought in, I think, to this new regime, so it's not like one of those, you know, get me to fucking Long Island quick.
1: Well, they also, the money that both of them are making, they're not going anywhere. So. Moving on to the rest of the league.
0: So if you if you, ha- if you haven't been watching the playoffs. You're missing out. If you turn on the TV today in round two minus game one that happened last night.
1: Two game ones.
0: Two. You will see, or you will not see, the Penguins. The Lightning, the Leafs, the Golden Knights, the Predators, nor the defending Stanley Cup champion Capitals in the playoffs all have been eliminated round one. Sweeps coming from the Pens and the Lightning. Look, at the beginning of the season, we said the Islanders and Carolina were going to suck and the Devils were going to be great.
1: I didn't say we were going to be great, but yeah, I, we said that I said that we would be anywhere from what? Sixth place to
0: the middle, middle third of the of
1: league. Right.
0: Boy, were we wrong! Yeah. If you decided to do some bracketology in hockey, and you chose the Pens and the Lightning and the Leafs and the Capitals to move to round two, your buckets have your brackets have been completely
1: busted. That's why the NHL is doing their second uh, second yeah. chance bracket because they, there I can't saw. be there can't be anybody on the fucking planet who has, who has, who a has an bracket. intact bracket right now. <laughs> Nobody.
0: So we'll quickly go over it. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning got swept 4-0
1: by Columbus. Well, we'll start with the Pens. Okay. The Pens looked like they just didn't want to be there. Really? Like they, it, To me, they played. I mean, I don't think Crosby had a goal. I think he only had an assist. I don't think Malkin had a goal. It, In my eyes, it looked like.
0: A tired team? They
1: just they looked tired. They looked like they were like, we're not going to win the cup with this team. Might as well end this quickly, have a longer vacation, come back next year. And have
0: rumors that Malkin's potentially on the trade block. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure and, old, is. and Olimata. And
1: the only guy I would potentially look at.
0: Sidney Crosby to the Devils.
1: <clears throat> yeah, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I would. I'm not fucking stupid. But the only guy I would really look at hard is, like, Latang. Because I think he would be, if, we, if we're going to trade like Damon Severson for Latang, you know, maybe a second round in Severson for Latang, I'd be okay with that. He's not the greatest defenseman in the world, but if we're going to have an offensive defenseman, I feel safe with in the defensive zone, he's the guy. Okay. And that's the kind of guy I'd feel okay with Butcher learning from. Gotcha. But the Pens just looked tired. They just, from game one on, they looked like they didn't want to be there. Like, Crosby wasn't crying. He wasn't angry. He You're just, just looked the motions kind exactly. of thing, yeah. The Lightning, to me, looked like they've been, and I said this to you, they looked like they were on cruise control for the whole second half from the All-Star game on. Didn't face any adversity. Didn't have to worry about anything. They knew that they, at that point, they were still, like, 20 points up on the next closest. And then the playoffs came, and everybody kind of fucking took it up a notch, and they couldn't turn it on. That's problem one. And problem two is they did not change their game plan at all. And yeah. it became predictable.
0: If you give John Tortorella ammunition, he will kill you.
1: Yeah. And he saw the he, game plan game one.
0: He motivated that team to go. It's yep. Go time. Yeah. Fucking go. like.
1: But he... they. John Cooper, I mean, he's a great coach and all, but he did not make any strategic changes.
0: He hoped that it would, they'd shake it off.
1: It's like when you play a video game and you figure out the way to score on easy. Mm-hmm. You and you just keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. And you win 13, 14, nothing. And you're like, woo, look at my stats and all that stuff. And then like, you play someone else who is f- f- real. And they play on a harder level, and you get blown out. For and it, you yeah. get blown out, but and that's exactly what happened. To th- that the the uh, the Blue Jackets were playing basically playoff hockey for the last month. They came in battle ready, and Tampa, by the time they were kind of like wiping the dust from their fucking eyes, they were losing in game four.
0: I think I texted you after it was over. I actually put it out there. I go, so how long before Cooper puts in his resignation letter?
1: No. I think he's too good a coach. I think they'll give him another shot for this year.
0: But if this happens again,
1: oh, he's out. It, yeah, it's time to move on. And
0: then you have your middle two. We'll leave the, the, the Bruins. Uh, Maple Leafs one for for last. Um, Carolina beat the Washington Capitals, but they beat them in double overtime it was good to game. win the series 4-3. to three. Holy cow, Carolina took them seven games.
1: Yeah. And that's what people said. I think it was Milbury or fucking weirdo Botoxronic um, said that, you know, like even if the Carolina Hurricanes lost, they won because no one expected them to be in the playoffs. They took the Stanley Cup champs to seven games and there's
0: yeah, your Stanley Cup victory right there. Yeah,
1: but I'll tell you what they're They're a hard. They look like we did last year. Like that hard on the puck, annoying to play against, in your face, timely scoring. And it's not that the Caps really played that bad. It's just the Caps didn't kill them when they had the chance. Mm-hmm. And you let them hang around like a cancer. And it, they just they grew confidence and they grew bigger. and That's it? And that was the end of that. Don't forget about the Winnipeg Jets. You left the Winnipeg Jets off that list, too.
0: Oh, I did? Yep. Whoops. Toronto loses their series 4-3, to and John Tavares goes home.
1: Great picture. Somebody from the Islanders <laughs> tweeted out that John Tavares sleeping in the Toronto sh- sheets. <laughs> Sleep tight, buddy. We'll <laughs> be playing in the playoffs. The uh, the Leafs, and I know you have it on here about Mike Commodore, um, and he has a a real hatred for... Mike Babcock but that's another team that did not change its strategy
0: Well, they, all season long they said that defense was going to be their their issue and
1: and if you're a devil fan and you're talking about oh well look at Jake Gardner no thanks I'm good <laughs> I got a Sammy Votnin that gives the puck away just <laughs> as good
0: and um, I don't know was it was it during the Columbus series that, that he said that he said this or was it during the Toronto thing that Milbury has shit I uh, know I think it was against the Columbus thing Milbury has shit on Marcus Johansson saying that he's a marshmallow last night he's, yeah. he's nothing he's and and everybody's like hey stupid he had the game winning goal right
1: he had the game winning goal an assist or yeah. something like that. he had the game winning goal the other night and to knock Toronto Toronto out and then he had the game winning assist
0: against Columbus in overtime last
1: night right no, he's a good player. He's just Mojo. I liked Mojo. So did I, obviously. But, but... his health was always an issue, and his streakiness, and maybe that goes hand in hand—that he never felt like he got his feet under him because he was always either hurt or
0: had a distraction again.
1: But the Leafs, man, they—I I can't see what they're going to do to keep their core that or Marner to keep at least. Marner. I went on Cap Friendly. Cap Friendly has a great thing for an offer sheet. Mm -hmm. And it has you plug in the numbers. If we were to give Mitch Marner, I think it's a little more than seven and a half million a year for five years. Just five. Mm -hmm. So I mean he comes out of that, he's still twenty six years old to make enough money. The actual the AAV is around eight one something it's like 8.1 sure. million when it comes out the actual AAV um we would have to give up two first rounds a second round then a third
0: two firsts okay and this has to be in secession right in right. the next four years two firsts so one each the next two years how many seconds? we're not giving up this year obviously not um well, we can't by the time we sign them, it's oh we it's already used taken.
1: it yeah. yeah good good all right maybe Two so, so
0: two firsts, how many
1: seconds? One second, one third.
0: If you spread that out f- f- starting in 2020, 2021, and then 2022, like and then 2023 for a second, and 2022 for a fourth, No,
1: no, you could do it. In one year? Yeah. Well, you. I mean, if you had two first rounders and you had, you know,
0: if you had to do if you had to do those four picks in four consecutive years.
1: I'd do it in a heartbeat.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I would because you know what? Potentially, okay, with this what this team can bring, right? With the yeah. whatever. It's gonna be a middle to low pick, possibly. I highly doubt we're gonna be top five next year. I, I really don't think we're gonna be top five
1: nope. next year. Or oh, top five worst, you mean?
0: Yes. Top five worst, yes. To to get that to that high pick. So Okay, middle of the pack, like we were saying this year.
1: And if you go above, I think it's 8.6 or 8.5, then it's four first round draft picks. So and, I tried to work the number right. to see what the number would be with the AAV. It can't be more than like 8.45. What's he making that? He's making entry level, he's making 925.
0: So to go to nine twenty five to eight. But he's nice, nice. He's talking ten. <clears throat> and I think I asked this last time too, is that Toronto ten or is that NHL ten? I just think, you think know what I, mean? I think
1: he's swinging for the fences. I want ten million dollars. And if you're not gonna give me ten million dollars, then trade me somewhere. Because I think he wants to be the big fish.
0: And he can't with us
1: he could because think about it you you'll only really have to worry if you signed him to a five year deal well hughes comes in that's one two three
0: you still have your core for at least you
1: still have hall if you sign him for seven yeah you still have nico yeah so you're gonna have at least four years
0: of a Marner home um, Nico butcher Hughes and 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 um,
1: oh my God, Brad, Brad all those and, guys yeah. yeah you're gonna have a nice young core of those guys and if you're only signing him for that short period of time for five hey look five years if you don't like us you can go, you, yeah. you can go. you're walking away still with five years at eight million you're walking away with over 40 million dollars
0: see it's 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 and and Okay, on paper, take it. In reality, we sit there and we go, like, is it, is it Toronto ten million because it's Toronto, or is it NHL ten and million? Our
1: taxes are less. I mean, granted, New Jersey's taxes so, fucking blow, I, but, yeah. but compared to Canada.
0: But then, what did you say last week? We sign Mitch Marner to an offer sheet, and what happens when our guys are up? Toronto well, nips you in the ass and rever- reverses it. Is that's,
1: it. Yeah, but that's Shiro's job to make sure it never gets that far.
0: But ever since you said that, literally, it's like a little thorn in the back of my head yeah. going, that would be cool. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that's why
1: there have only been like six offer sheets in the league history.
0: Yeah, I get it.
1: Uh, the Preds lost a tough one. They lost uh, in six games The Dallas. Dallas looks very good. But the Preds also have that tired penguins look like we've played a lot of hockey in the last three years. We're just worn out. And you know, the last game, it really wasn't Pecorine's fault. It's just, they, they didn't get any scoring. Mm -hmm. Like when Rocco Grimaldi is your fucking leading scorer in the playoffs, (laughs) you might want to look in your team's chemistry makeup.
0: Well, Hey, it was the team. It was the team boils versus the team. Uh, (laughs)
1: <laughs> Lovejoy. Lovejoy, And they were like 0 for 15 in the fucking playoffs on the power play. So when you're talking about bringing in a P.K. Subban and you're 0 for 15, I'm okay. I'm good. And then the Golden Knights.
0: Probably. Well, we, can, we can we can talk about this one because I, I mean, it's.
1: I asked you, did you watch that game? I did not, Game 7. And he goes, no, I didn't. And I said, you missed probably one of the most exciting games
0: now, with everybody complaining from a referee standpoint. Now I can say that officiating I think is a is a bleed over from the regular season where it's not even, right? Even and all that kind of stuff. But Vegas can complain all they want. Now well, all right, let let's go back to the one play in question that they're they're always bitching about. So the guy got high sticked. Nope. In the back of the head? Nope. He got cross checked across the shoulders? Nope. And then slammed his head on the ice. No. The and way
1: bled? the way it kind of the way I, I saw it and the way I watched it is, and it happens a thousand times a game, mm-hmm. as many faceoffs as there are, you lose the face-off, you're, you're, one center is trying to tie up the other center, whether it's offense or defense, Right. and he came across him with a stick, and he kind of got him, I would say, a, a, above the elbows across the chest, okay. so if your arms are laying at your side.
0: At your biceps.
1: At your Yeah, at your biceps across your chest. Mm-hmm. As soon as Cody Eakin pushed Pavelski, you could see Pavelski wasn't expecting it, and he kind of did that like stutter backwards. Mm-hmm. And as he's falling backwards, trying to catch it, Paul Stasny is cutting across the circle to get to his point man. Again, a play that every winger knows to do on a defensive zone faceoff. He hits Pavelski. Pavelski. Slow motion kind of spins, but the way his arms are, his arms are underneath him. So he never gets a chance to put his arms up. He falls and hits shoulder head first on the ice.
0: So it's like shoulder head.
1: Yeah. Like, like if I were to punch you in the side of the face and you're, you would have fall the way I punched you. Yep. Like just like a tree, like, and he didn't get a chance to put his arms up. So it was all of his weight coming down essentially on his head. Mm-hmm. On the side of his head. And he, you knew he was out cold. You knew he was out cold. And when they finally moved his body, <laughs> you saw a puddle of blood coming through his helmet. So the refs, there was no call on the play immediately. The refs get together and they decide to make a five-minute major for cross-checking. When they explained it to Gerard Gallant, Gerard Gallant, they explained it to him saying, your player cross-checked him in the face. Would that have gotten away with years ago? Yeah. But now, fucking coaches have iPads on the bench. He, all he had to do was go, no! <laughs> right. It didn't happen that way. Did the refs m- mess up the call? Yeah. Yes. The refs put themselves, as I used to argue as a player and a coach, don't put yourself in the game as a ref.
0: Did they react to the fact that there was simply blood yes. on the ice? Yeah.
1: They reacted to a very good, nice player being injured. And gut instinct was, we got to do something. You okay. can't just let this yeah. go. Because if we don't, the Sharks are down 3 nothing, And I haven't heard anybody else that look at it this way. Sharks are down 3 nothing. There's ten minutes left. If we don't call something, this is gonna become a fucking shit show okay that they're just gonna go out and try to hurt everybody. so we have to call something to calm this down.
0: okay hoping that there's some kind of maybe makeup call down the road and, and they they get d- even right okay. and
1: here here's they did they did have a makeup call. okay so should it have been a five minute? I, I'm gonna say no. At most, it should have been a double minor. Four minutes. Okay. Okay. <coughs> That's what people are talking about, number one. Oh, it shouldn't have been a call. All right, fine. You made the call. Make it a double minor. You made it a major. The problem was they didn't score one. They didn't <laughs> score two. They didn't score three. They scored four power play goals. Thank you. On that fucking power play.
0: And it was before, And I think I was watching a little bit of the pregame. For that for that game, and um I think is it Sharp that's doing the commentary? Yeah, Patrick Sharp. Okay, he made mention of this. It, it was a him or or um, God, I forget the guy's name. anson Carter? No. Um,
1: Veronic Milberry?
0: Uh, no. Who's the other guy? Um, the guy from Philly. We used to be on Philly. Oh, Keith Jones. Keith Jones made a comment that um the Sharks are like they even showed video that the Sharks saw a hole in Flurry's game where he's going down and they're shooting blocker side, and they're all going in.
1: Yeah, and like that's instantly. where they scored. That's where they all scored their the power so, play goals.
0: So you can – and even I think the league called Vegas, the GM, and said, listen, we've, we screwed up. It shouldn't have been, blah, blah, blah. And Vegas turned around and said, there's no excuses. We're going back to the playoffs next year. Thanks. Click. Like – he yeah. white yeah. cleanup but i
1: get it it, it, it would have been better if they just like hi this is this, hello this is gary batman calling and i'm just calling to say <laughs> i'm you? very sorry sorry for for <laughs> making the bad call okay. and and here's what we're going to do we're going to and i would have just said go fuck yourself click
0: your gary batman impression <laughs> sans the shaking is fucking <laughs> impeccable
1: <laughs> it's you finally are a real team. You're booing me. <laughs> it's good to be home. Holy, Seattle. <laughs>
0: holy shit! Gary, are you here in the studio?
1: Now I'm definitely not getting a job at the NHL.
0: <laughs>
1: you even, you even have the eyeball look. Too. <laughs> I think it's. I think you have to do the head shake. To get it right.
0: Now, now for, and also, does he have any kind of issue? Or is he just know. really yeah, fucking he's a, nervous? He's a Nelly.
1: bazillionaire. That's his fucking issue. <laughs> but needless to say, I'm gla- I'll tell you what happened. They scored four power play goals. The Sharks are up four to three. I'm, I, was ex- I didn't want the Sharks to win that way. I wanted the Sharks to win. But I did not want them to win on that call. Thankfully, Vegas tied it up. It went to overtime. Okay, that's it. It's even ball game now. Yes. Now, some people will say, like, well, they had their chance. And if I'm Vegas, I'm pissed because it should have never gotten to overtime. Yes. yes, very true. But if I'm the Sharks, I'm arguing, well, it should have never gotten to game seven either. True. Because you had us at 3-1. You should have knocked us out. So if you ask me, it's going to be something that's argued about for the next, you know, 10 years Mm -hmm. but that's that's the way it is yeah that's i I mean there's there every year there's always something as a devil fan i could sit there and and bitch and complain about ryan carter getting a fucking five minute major against the la kings and them scoring three power play goals in a cup winning game it's
0: the same situation but
1: it's just the way the game is and refs are human they're going to make mistakes. Now, people are arguing like, well, there should be able to review that. Are we going to fucking review everything? If you're going to make a rule that you can review penalties, then you know what? The only thing you can review is a five-minute major. And it's the same thing. If you're a coach and you want to argue this five-minute major, you throw your fucking flag. Mm-hmm. And if they review it and they decide that it is still a five-minute major, you lose your, you lose your timeout. And you get a two-minute minor on top of it. So now it's a five-on-three.
0: Why throw the extra two minutes on
1: it? Because you're wasting our time by judging me. Just like you're wasting my time with an offsides fucking call. <laughs> 20 minutes after the goal is you're scored. Making <laughs> me, you're making me go and look this up. Well, now you're going to pay. Okay. That right. That's the only way. You want to review this? You lose your fucking time out. And you are going to get on top of the five minute I originally called. Yeah. You're getting another two minutes.
0: And I think the other part of it too is how many times does this happen? Right. I mean, this is coming to light because it was a playoff game. It was a game seven. It was a blah 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 blah. So it's every, everything is so much magnified. But what if this happened game two in a season?
1: But it does happen in regular season. It doesn't. It might not be a five minute major, but it might be something like a high stick, okay, where something where like oh okay. uh, the guy jerks his head back and the fucking stick never touched him or it was his teammates stick or it was the puck. You know, I think it happened this year with miles fucking wood. Well, not shocking if it happened with miles wood, but like he got called for a penalty and the puck hit the guy in the face or it's a, a scrum along the boards and uh, you know, somebody on the Rangers hits the stick up and his stick hits his own player in the face. And now it looks like we did it like that should be able to go like, hold on. We're reviewing this. That shouldn't be a fucking penalty. And that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it.
0: I, I agree. The, the replay across the board, right? In, in any sport, is time consuming and it should only be pinpointed to certain situations. And obviously, with football is even and
1: worse. But the refs, <laughs> there shouldn't be a call from Toronto. Like, the, the call from Toronto shouldn't come in and be like, refs, you it, should it review should be this.
0: A, the local guys, all four guys look at an iPad and go, what do you think? No, no.
1: But what I mean is. Like let's say there's a call and neither coach throws the fucking flag. That's it. That's the call. Like I don't want to hear like Toronto calling like oh, hold okay. on this play is under you review need, it, from it needs Toronto to be in that rank. That's it. Yeah. It either has to be the refs want to review it or no, the refs can't even review it. Coaches have to say. The coaches have to make the flag. I'm available, Gary, if you need me for coaching.
0: <laughs> so we also go Calgary lost. No. <laughs> Yeah, lost four to one or one four against the Avalanche
1: the avalanche are good <laughs> they're good Mc- Nathan McKinnon's the best player in the playoffs right now and he is head shoulders knees and toes <laughs> above everybody
0: for some reason you did the this, this whole thing too with your with your arms <laughs> but hey th- this isn't this what Colorado they, they got out to that really fast hot start. Yep. Okay, they slumped a little.
1: They slumped all the way to the end, and then they and now, came in battle ready. Hmm? But that'll be a good series. I My question with the Sharks and going through the remaining series.
0: Did all that Game 7 hustle and bustle tire them out because they're of age too? Yeah. And
1: Co- Colorado's quick. I don't know if the age. the Sharks can keep up. But then on the other side, San Jose's defense is really good offensively um st louis and dallas dallas can't afford for anybody to get hurt their top line is holding them together their second line with zuccarello and i think his name is dickinson and Hints. they're doing really well but if any of those top six and bishop get hurt or heiskanen who i wanted us to draft but i'm glad we got nico but i wouldn't have been upset if we got heiskanen if any of those guys get hurt St. Louis is gonna run wild. Um and Burler. they've already won. Yeah, they've already won game one. Uh Boston Columbus, that game went to overtime last night. That's gonna be that game's gonna be a chess match. It's gonna be what goalie gives up the shitty goal f- in the series that costs. Yeah. Or what penalty, power play, shorthanded goal is going to win more games. Mm-hmm. That's gonna, that game gonna that that series is seven. gonna be. I don't know if it's gonna go seven, but no one is gonna be blown out in those games. Mm-hmm. Like you're not gonna see a five one six one game.
0: So if you look at the Eastern Conference right now with Columbus, Boston, the Hurricanes, and the Islanders, um, and this is just going on past history. Like I I I sit there and I go, it's a nice story for the Hurricanes and the Islanders, right? It is a nice story. Okay, congratulations to the Islanders, you you made it, you you swept the Pens, right? And now you uh, have—I'll just call it—a lesser team.
1: Yeah, they have the—they have the easiest road.
0: But whether it's Carolina, whether it's the Islanders that move forward against either Columbus or Boston,
1: they don't have a chance.
0: No, whoever wins this Boston-Columbus series goes to the Cup Finals.
1: In my new bracket, (laughs) because my other one was completely shot, Mm -hmm. um, I have Boston going through, going through, and my sentimental heart put the Sharks because the. The narrative would be amazing for San Jose and Boston to play each other with Joe Thornton, who used to be Boston's golden boy.
0: So there's a storyline there, yeah. Yeah, but it's still Boston winning the cup. <laughs> okay, um, and you can look at what Islanders and Hurricanes. I, it, it's it's your flash in the pan teams.
1: They're very equal. They're very. It, it's going to Sen- come down. Can Leonard keep it up?
0: Sentimentally. And but the Islanders lost the defenseman for a couple months, so that's that's a it's a blow to them, right? Um I don't know. The the it, it's the sentimental piece. Do you want the jerks to win? Right? <laughs> and and jerks and their and their uh, you know, their their game celebrations, or do you want the islanders to win and, and it's not because Lou Lamarillo's on the team and all this kind of stuff. I just I can appreciate that Lamarillo and Trotz came in and said, Look, it's either my way or get the hell out and they said, Yes, sir and went.
1: Yeah, you know, I, it,
0: they all bought in game. You it's know, day it's one. going to
1: be the most exciting least watch series of the three that are left. Yeah, huh? like it, it's got no pizzazz it, unless like Matt Martin comes out and just fucking destroys somebody. You know, right off the bat tonight. It's it. I mean, I'll watch it because what the hell else am I going to do? But it it's just it. None of these series. Or flashy. I mean... They're it, all, like, gritty. They're all yeah, gritty. The, Bru- the Bruins Columbus has the most probable snarl to it. Mm-hmm. And, and the, San Jose and, and the Avs <clears throat> have the most skill to it. But they're all just, like... Eh.
0: Yeah, the, the fact that all your your number ones are gone. that th- yeah. takes the whole, like, There's no stars. No. Except but, for
1: the legitimate Dallas stars.
0: So, uh, so like you were saying, uh, apparently Commodore, who... We'll say this has a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, he
1: does not like like Um, Babcock.
0: He said, what a shocker, a piece of shit. Babs is blaming anyone but himself. GM, goalie, depth. Truth is, the Leafs team is good, real good, loaded with talent, a generational coach, leader. He calls BS. He's a fraud. I think that, yes, he took the job in Toronto, but now Toronto has engulfed Babcock and the history has engulfed him. If you have a team with Marner and and Tavares, and all this high... You could blow a team out 7-0 or whatever, or 7-6 every game to to to, to lose to Boston, which is, I guess, what, rival-ish? Yeah, they haven't beat them
1: since the so, 60s or something.
0: I don't know. Do you blame the coach? Do you blame the GM? Do you blame their depth? I bl-
1: I, again, you can... And if you live in Canada, I'm sure you have, you can nitpick every little decision on a team that lost it's easy it's easy to, to sit there and go well he didn't play matthews enough and he didn't change the power play and you know they didn't call time out here when he should have called it there and and like you can do that sometimes you need to lose before you can win
0: wasn't it uh, cooper even said like it like it just like kind of like it just wasn't our time yeah when, when he was being like a hockey realist, where it's like, okay, yeah, you know, great president's trophy. And then when we hit the playoffs, it we didn't click.
1: Yeah. Like he's they went on long, their their bad streak at the worst wrong, time. Wrong time, right. But as far as the Leafs go, like, yeah, look at Washington, okay? Washington went through years of not being able to get by Pittsburgh, and then they didn't have to play Pittsburgh, and they couldn't get by the Rangers or whoever it was. They had to lose, like, three or four years before they won, and and that's what Toronto's going to go through. Now the problem is, is their window going to still be open when they realize what they have?
0: We can answer that question. I'm thinking after July. Yes. Whatever happens to Marner and and a, and a signing or a trade or an offer sheet, whatever, whatever happens this off with Toronto then we can probably answer that question yep not even having a practice for the next season for this team we can probably answer that one all
1: right so moving on to our segment today i mean we're also talking again two weeks without really talking hockey um mm-hmm. shake ups in the coaching ranks teams with new coaches already uh
0: I think this is a good one in my, yeah, my opinion don't. really no in my opinion I don't think the Rangers should have fired uh, um elaine they Vignette.
1: had to they had to The the same record got played too many times. Okay. Just like they had to do with Tortorella. I mean, look at Tortorella now. You could sit there and go, wow, if the Rangers had Tortorella, do you think they'd be in a better position? Yeah, but
0: how many years ago was that
1: kind of Yeah, it's it's just one of those things that coaches are hired to be fired. Okay. So, So, A.V. goes to the Flyers. Um, I don't think he fits their style. He is not an in-your-face, grind-it-out, get-mucky-and-dirty-in-the-corner kind of guy. He's not... Ugh, gritty he's not a gritty coach mm-hmm. and I don't know how teams how the fans in Philly are going to like that I don't think he's going to have a very long leash with the fans Um, and what happened to Scott Gordon, Scott Gordon did a really good job with the Flyers after he took over for Dave Haxtall and now what, he's just fucking in limbo but this is AV's kind of team, it's all vets AV does not like to play fucking rookies. Kids.
0: Okay. Uh, Quinville to Florida. This yeah, is
1: the biggest fish in the uh, pond.
0: Like the minute the season ended, it was like, oh, Quinville's going to Florida. What?
1: Yeah, Florida was not going to sit around and wait.
0: You can project the next two moves that Florida is going to make. Excuse me, Mr. Panarin. Yes. Yeah. Excuse me, Mr. Bobrovsky. Yeah. Um,
1: it's going to be definitely Panarin's going to get that call if and, he doesn't re sign.
0: Do you think he's going to resign?
1: They win, you never know. But I mean, I, I can't believe I never thought of the connection Quinville and, and, and Dale and Dale Talon. Um but, but it it's going to be a sexy place to go and play now. Cuz it gives them credibility. Instant, yeah. And you add on top of that, let's say they get Panarin, you you've got now Hubedo, Barkov, Panarin, Trocheck, like you've got a stellar defense in uh, Yandel and Ekblad. And Luongo is still a good goalie, but if they go out and get Bob, and on top of that, you can go play in Florida tax-free.
0: So so let's, let's look at it from this standpoint, right? In our own division, we'll bring him back local, right? Mm-hmm. AV goes to Philly, okay? So Philly now has a guy who's brought at least two teams to a Stanley Cup final, right? So now you have that going for them, okay? You also have the the you know the two week former GM that worked with the Devils or whatever. So he's got whatever he's got going for him in, in the wild. So let's just say Philly, Philly took a step forward, okay?
1: They, they oh, took a forward in maybe front office, but definitely they haven't really improved player they, wise. But now there's yeah. a
0: potential, okay? Now you have Quinville history going to Florida, potentially with two big, huge free agents signing with them, okay? Rangers are getting better. Pittsburgh, whatever. Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh until Malkin and, and Crosby and, and their core deflate.
1: Which they're getting close. I mean, what's Crosby 32 now?
0: Okay. Uh, the Islanders, let's just project them getting better, right? Let's just say this year was a flash in the pan, but next year they're, you come back and have a similar team. The, the, the Metropolitan Division grew. Where are we going?
1: Uh, again, it's, I mean, it, it's come it,
0: July one. We'll figure it out. Right
1: on top of that, and the fact that most people will sit there and go, "Well, the Devils do have the first overall pick, and they're probably going to take Jack Hughes, who just can, broke a record." Can I?
0: Can I just ask a question? And it, maybe it's just my personality of just simply not trusting anything, anyone, which I know is bad.
1: Skeptical? <sighs>
0: wow! Bike wrecks in an hour. <laughs> You hear all this Jack Hughes stuff, right? And 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 the U eighteen and scoring fucking you know double hat tricks every fucking game. Is it a? Get- Let me just ask the question: Is competition wise, is it like the Habs from yesteryear playing? You know, like
1: was uh, um, it like when, me when playing little league?
0: Yeah. Like, you have that monster all-star team and then, like, yeah. the schmucks. I, is that what it is? I, or part
1: it, of me is hoping it's not. Like, part of me is hoping that he doesn't turn out to be Alexander Digg, where Alexander Digg was breaking records, putting up fucking monster points, and then he got to the NHL and he was a I don't fucking want, shit show.
0: And, like, I don't want Jack Hughes to be a Binghamton Plus career where it's like, no. hey, he was great Binghamton Plus, but he, he's, he's not NHL ready. Never. He's no, no, never
1: going to be that way.
0: Not saying that he's going to Binghamton, but like at the end, it's going to be like, well, he came in with all this hype. And then what he really was was like a, a quadruple A player.
1: No, I, like, I don't think he's going to have that because he's had this hype since he's like 14 years old. OK, so I mean, he he's dealt with this hype.
0: And then. OK, so and, and I read and I read and I heard and all this kind of stuff that he makes your team better. I like that. OK, Kaku, there was a um, the little clip. The the Eliash ish pass no, between that has yeah. right, so he's got the possess and that's like ooh. So I sit here and I go, do you believe the 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 twenty seven points in like a, a period player guy, or or do you go with the guy who's going to light it up like Kovalchuk? And I don't want to be in Shiro's shoes, taking no.
1: that pick. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough to.
0: It just that your gut goes. As soon as the, they said the Devils had the number one pick, it was like, oh, well, Shiro knows Hughes' dad, and Hines is a coach, and and it and it's like, oh, it's like a, I, what do it's, you
1: do? Again, it's easy to be, yeah, you know, an, the, armchair, GM. an armchair GM after the fact.
0: Now uh, we put here that McClellan goes to LA. There was so many rumors about McClellan instantly going to Buffalo.
1: Yep, I don't think he's an East Coast coach. He doesn't want to be on the East Coast.
0: So he moves in the division, right? With yeah, the, he yeah, knows. With the Sharks. And he knows.
1: he. And he said in his press conference that he's looking forward to seeing the rivalry with the Sharks from the other side. That's cool. I mean, I'm not really surprised with that. L.A., Needs a lot more than a coach, but we'll talk about that in the summer when we go team by team. And and,
0: and it's fine that he takes on this team, but what happens when it turns into an edmonton Oilers situation where he's got kids?
1: Yeah, I don't think he's going to have that problem.
0: <laughs> it's just going to be a slow mesh between vets and kids, uh-huh. and then by the time the vets he's, leave, the kids are now vets. He's got a
1: good Future. veteran leadership Good with Dowdy and Quick and, and Rod Blake as the GM. It's not a shit show like Edmonton. Now, there are teams that still need a coach. Anaheim fired Randy Carlisle around the All-Star break. Their GM, Bob, what the fuck is his name, uh, Murray, was coaching them for a while. What kind of coach did they need? Randy Carlisle was a hard-nosed, fucking in-your-face kind of guy. Do they need an asshole? Do they need somebody that's a player's coach? My prediction is they're going to go with their minor league coach Dallas Eakins he was the coach for a while in LA not LA uh, Edmonton Right. Uh, he's doing an amazing job with them he is a super fitness nut like he does those fucking Ironman runs and you know competitions and stuff so that might be what their team needs especially with Katy Perry and, and those guys um, they, have, they have. they're not far away they have no, a good not. goalie they have good defense. They have a good, solid two front lines. They just—I just don't think they wanted to play for the Carlisle anymore. And then the GM came, and they kind of ticked it up a little bit. They went on what, like a nine or ten game losing streak, and then they turned it around. Buffalo needs a coach. They haven't named anybody yet. Uh, Phil Housley, after two years, they started out on fire, but you know, Phil was—I don't know—they went from being the Coach of the year to fired. by November he was fired. Uh, has all the right parts. The challenge for a playoff spot. You got Eichel. You know, a good supporting cast around him. Mix of veterans and young guys. They have a stud defenseman. The only question is their goalie. Is Carter Hutton the guy that thinks it's going to take you? And they need a coach that's going to be a hard ass that comes in and brings a winning culture. And I think that's Randy Carlyle. <laughs> Randy Carlyle's an asshole in your face coach. And that's exactly, he makes. He needs people to be accountable on and off the ice. And I think that's an issue in Buffalo, too, young guys. Speaking of shit show.
0: First word that you have here.
1: <laughs> they fired their GM and McQuillan to replace replaced with Ken Hitchcock as a temporary. And then, the good Hitch- news is and then you, Hitchcock was
0: like, I don't, I don't want to be here anymore.
1: Yeah. The good news is you have Connor McDavid, the most electrifying player in the league. You have Leon Drysaddle. One of the most gifted scores. The bad news is you virtually have nothing else, nothing worth mentioning.
0: And I think everybody, with the exception of people in Tor- in, in in Edmonton, um, should think think outside the box. Yeah,
1: they have a loser culture from top to bottom, from the owner and GM down to you know their their fourth line wingers and defensemen. They they haven't adapted to a league, and they keep looking to the past oh let's bring in kevin Lowe. oh let's bring in craig who, mctavish let's, who would
0: you throw in as a gm to change that culture for somebody in edmonton <clears throat> knowing that there's a messier gretzky history i know you You say, have you. to
1: bring somebody outside of edmonton
0: so who could bring them back to yesteryear with regards to play heart like, heart, like part
1: of me wants to say brian burke
0: Oof, would he go from a Toronto to an Edmonton? He's not
1: in Toronto, though. He's just on TV.
0: No, like, but that's what I mean. He was in Toronto. Yeah,
1: but he was also in Calgary for a while, too. So, I mean, it's not like it's.
0: He seems like a. Sh- like, But Brian Burke seems like a short term. Like Give me like a three year deal if I don't make it. Oh, well.
1: Yeah. But <coughs> they, they need that hard ass guy that's going to like blue would be perfect there. Would be perfect in Edmonton, but that's never fucking happening. But as far as their coach, I could see them going after Lindy Ruff. But
0: when when Ruff was in in um, Dallas, didn't he? Did he do well with rookies or or a young roster?
1: Yeah, but he wasn't. He was there for years. Yeah, you know, like he yeah. went from from Buffalo for years to Dallas for years. He did all. I mean, they did all right, but they just didn't have the talent because they were paying. Like Yager, <laughs> you know, to play. So they need to, Edmonton. Just needs to make people accountable, and that includes Connor McDavid, because he does is as, as good as he is in the offensive zone and with the puck. He makes some fucking bonehead plays, mm. and he does not get in trouble for it. You don't see him benched. Granted, you don't, but they need someone to kind of like break out the whip. Ottawa. <laughs> This team needs to rebuild more than fucking Notre Dame Cathedral. (laughs) You know, it's, it's, they're not the sexiest destination right now for anyone. Coaches, players, fans, the arena, Uber drivers, you know, like they're, they're just not, not a place you want to be. They have nice parts. They made a splash with, they can make a splash with all the cap. Like you want to talk about a team that can instantly start a rivalry and get fucking fans in, Mm They're building, make an offer sheet to fucking, Mitch Marner, Mitch Marner, and offer him. You know what? We're gonna offer you a a three-year contract because they're at the they're below the cap floor.
0: His one contract can bring him up
1: (laughs) to right. We're gonna offer you a three-year contract, thirty and a half million dollars. Because we can afford it. Toronto
0: ain't gonna pay that,
1: right? But they also need a coach. They need someone and a GM. They need someone to that it's going to ignore the owner Melnick, you know, and just have the guys focus on the game. They need they need a lot of parts to be competitive. They have a lot of young teams. They need a veteran to kind of come in there and and make it fun. Uh, that I could see them totally going with a no name coach. They could take a run at somebody like Scott Gordon or, or Dan Blasma or um, Dave Haskell from Philly. Somebody that's going to be young right. and and able to have fun with this team, even though they're going to sh- be yeah. fucking awful, which means they're going to the Stanley Cup finals next year based on our, <laughs> based on our predictions.
0: Yes. So, so the teams that can. So we go from coaches to uh Teams without coaches to teams um, that could be without a coach by the end of this playoff run.
1: Minnesota, although they their GM did say that Boudreaux safe for another Parisi's year. Safe. It's just the team has underperformed the last decade, with, and Suter and Parisi are not getting any younger. Um, they have an old core, and they don't have a lot of seeds growing in the farm. They have a guy that's playing in Russia, a, a superstar. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to be here for, like, two years because he's signed. he keeps signing contracts there.
0: I would think that Minnesota would be a sexy destination. The only problem is when you give two guys the same contract for a boatload of years, yep.
1: you handcuff your and team. And they're going to be—they still have, what, like five years left on that mm, fucking deal? It's a long time. Um, Pittsburgh, they looked uninspired. You know, it's a coach's sure. job to motivate— Rutherford
0: the, said that he wants to make changes. A blanket that, statement, but...
1: Yeah, they say that every year. I mean, he's led them to great achievements, Sullivan. He's got them coaches, but maybe he's, he's just falling on deaf ears now. And they got swept.
0: So so we can, you can take that and go, maybe you give your head coach another year, and maybe you, you get rid of uh, a one or two players and just get a little bit younger and say, all right, th- this is what you have.
1: Right. I mean and that that's why you're not gonna get rid of Crosby. You're not gonna get rid of Malkin. You're you're fucking stupid if you get rid of either one of them. Even if you got a boatload back. Like if they said, Oh man, we'll give you Malkin for the first overall pick, one for one.
0: Malkin's or or Crosby both they're old. Oh right. They're hockey old.
1: But it, it, you know, I think if Pittsburgh starts off slow, that Sullivan's Shake gone. Up. <clears throat> Nashville, okay. Peter Laviolette. You know he's been there a long, long time. All those guys love him. Yeah, and like Sullivan, I, maybe his style's worn thin.
0: I'd love Laviolette. Yeah. I wanted him when, when, when that whole time when DeBoer, uh, when DeBoer left, and we wanted, when he got Hines. I wanted Laviolette.
1: But it just might be time to get fresh eyes on that team. And that's uh,
0: and that's what a lot of people are saying that like Nashville's time is
1: the um, window's closing. Yeah. They've got about a year or so left. Uh, Tampa Bay, team fell apart. This team fell apart after the regular season. Uh, this one, the coach might be the person to blame because they coasted through the whole season without breaking the sweat. Yes. And then when the playoffs came. And
0: you see what happens next year. How, yep. I, I'll, I'll gi- I'd I'll, give them to the new year. Not like the first two months, but give them the, to the two years. Uh, uh, up to the new year. The new year, yeah. Or the and all-star
1: then, game. You Give them to the all-star mm-hmm. game. Winnipeg, the same as Tampa Bay and Nashville. Great teams. Uh, need to win. You have two Paul options. You Maurice. shake up the team. Yeah, you shake up the team. Team up with a trade of a popular player. I can't really see them trading somebody like Bufflin or, you know, like they're not going to trade any of their young guys. Do they trade line A? You know, is their coach the at fault? Is Mark, Paul Maurice, like at one point, line A's on the fourth line? It's not a great spot for your young superstar to be you know if they don't get to the finals I think he's out this summer Okay. and there's another guy that's also an RFA Patrick Liner
0: yeah but it, all right, if you had a choice line A Marner
1: oh, I'm taking Marner hands down So. again Marner makes your team better <coughs> line A will score you makes goals your stats better. Yeah.
0: second part of the segment teams that need a player shake up
1: Anaheim's too old. They have no scoring past their first line. They have talented defensemen, which could be used as trading chips. That's how we got Sammy in. Mm-hmm. Uh Edmonton, after you get past 97 and 29, this team's really thin. They could use some of their draft picks for help, but they don't have the cap space. So, you know, thanks, Milan Lucic.
0: <laughs> I love your Minnesota reference.
1: Minnesota is old and boring. (laughs) This team is like like watching Baron Baron Corbin Corbin wrestle. (laughs) You come to see other teams and wrestlers beat up on your hometown. This team doesn't have a lot of space or assets to give up for immediate help. So thank you, Zach and Ryan. Pittsburgh the team needs new blood to make Sid and Gino feel inspired again. Gino. New blood for the locker room. do good for this team. Someone that could make Cedar Gino look like they give a shit could do wonders for the team. Uh, They're tied up against the cap, but if they can trade Kessel, there's a guy that they can get rid of Uh,
0: hot dogs for days. Yeah.
1: Somewhere to change the scenery might help them get back. Winnipeg is deep on all kind of different ways. They're solid at forward. They have good mobile defense, but if they lose what this team needs to get over the hill they have some RFAs that need to be signed, the most important being Patrick Line or Tr- and Truba, and that's it for hockey.
0: Do you think maybe getting Truba?
1: I'm not giving up a first for him, and that's what they would ask if they said a second and a piece. It won't be wood because wood, I think, makes too much money. <laughs> who'd be great in Winnipeg and what they need would be Jack, but they're not gonna take him either we would have to, you have take to give back, up a lot more or, we would yeah. have to take back a lot of money off of somebody
0: and then that ruins our future uh, and they
1: don't have guys yeah that they're willing to give us that are making big money
0: so we hop off of the wrestling uh, hockey train jump on the wrestling train uh, so how was your Wrestlemania outside of your ankle
1: oh uh, yeah I, I'm <laughs> When people say, why are you limping? I said, oh, I went to WrestleMania, and they think I wrestled.
0: <laughs> took a bump, huh? Bad I, bump? I
1: took a bad bump. Bad I was bump. sitting in the the last row of the lower deck. So behind our seats <clears throat> was the concourse, and I was sitting in the middle of the row. So there was 10 people to the right, 10 people to the left. Sounds familiar. And I figured, why would I fucking what, tip, force tip these people to get up? To get yeah. up. So I tried to like go. I hey, went down in front. Yeah, I went over the bar. The bar. <laughs> the yeah. <laughs> I went over the bar, and it was only like maybe like a four or five foot dr- drop, but I landed it wrong, and now I think my heel is broken because I'm still limping. What two weeks later?
0: So you've been you've been to two WrestleManias. Uh, would you compare the two at all? Which one is better, or is it just really just the experience in each is, is what you take away from it? And you, that's. It? I'll
1: tell you. <clears throat> the good. The the first WrestleMania was better, at Giant Stadium. Mm -hmm. Better match, better card. Ended the way and time it was supposed to. Um, I think the problem with this WrestleMania was it was fucking long, like ridiculously long. Like Like,
0: literally, you took the whole year to write the storyline for this one pay per view,
1: and you had to fast forward through matches because, essentially. It was
0: everyone had their WrestleMania moment.
1: No, on top, it, they, you had sixteen matches, and you started at five thirty in the afternoon, and you didn't get done till the, the final match didn't start till almost twelve thirty. No, I'm sorry, it started at like twelve o'clock, and then I have to watch Charlotte Flair come in by fucking helicopter. I'm like this intro is gonna take forever, <laughs> and you fast forward like Finn Balor's match, like you know that they had planned. For his demon entrance, it was going to be something extravagant, him mm-hmm. crawling. And, like, he essentially ran to the ring fucking Ultimate Warrior style. because And then he had a four-minute match because... You're strapped for time. You're strapped for time. Um, What I said, and the two people that I went with are, are huge, like, historical wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. And they both were like... It, it was just... It, they tried to cram 10 pounds of shit in a 5-pound bag. Mm-hmm. And... It wasn't like any of the matches were whoa like the Kofi one the crowd was up for um, the crowd was up for the Elias when John Cena came out. The crowd was up for what was left of the crowd for the women's match for the main event. Other than that that crowd was just like mm -hmm. like I was sitting next to another little kid like I was sitting next to a little kid. And he's like, oh, man, what do you think is going to happen? I was like, do you really want me to tell you this? Because I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen.
0: <laughs> you ruined a kid's life wrestling fandom. For and
1: they after. left after Kofi won the belt.
0: This was late, right?
1: Because these fucking kids had school the next day. And I said to the kid, I was like, you're going to school tomorrow? And he's like, no. I was like, does your dad know that? He goes, no. We're talking about like a 10-year-old. I have a tummy ache. Yeah. Um, but... The pomp and circumstance that goes into WrestleMania is second to none.
0: It's it's their thing. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. And the one big thing I forgot. The loudest pop of the night was Hogan coming out.
0: And that was at the top of the show. That was
1: the beginning of the show. And the greatest part of that was fucking Heyman walking by That's them true. and going to the ring. Now, I'm, if you, I'm sure you've read online that Brock... Were you the one that told me that Brock basically walked into WrestleMania and said, I want the main event. And they said, no.
0: (laughs) So here's a squash match and I get the hell out. of And yeah,
1: I thought Seth Rollins was really hurt in that match and that they ended it quick because my buddies and I sat next to each other and we were like, something's not right. A, that that match was the first match and B, it was six minutes.
0: I didn't, I, obviously, I didn't watch it. Six minutes? It was not. So after WrestleMania, you always have these news of, of people not happy, roster cleanups. They did the roster shakeup a couple weeks later. We'll talk about that in a bit. So you have people like, um, I guess their news broke that um, the Boston Hug Connection, they were going to lose their titles at the pay-per-view. Um, Snoop Dogg's niece wasn't too happy about that and said, I quit or I want to quit fire me, do whatever, and WWE looked at her and goes, sit out for a couple weeks then come back to us.
1: She's great. I mean, she, she, she's got a good look to her. She's got a good gimmick. I didn't like her with Bailey because Bailey's a fan favorite mm-hmm. and I think that Sasha Banks is way better <laughs> as a heel. She should go full AJ Lee. Character-wise? And- Character-wise where I am just a bitch. To everybody. It would
0: work. Be that, yeah.
1: And like, she, she, she's great. A, she's hurt all the time. And she doesn't put on five-star matches. She doesn't have a match where you go like. Wow. Like yeah. Becky Lynch puts on five-star matches. Charlotte puts on five-star matches. That's why they were in the match with Ronda Rousey. Because they knew that Ronda Rousey couldn't hold a five-star match.
0: And. Let's look at it realistically. She has one year, right, in the wrestling business. I, I don't care about MMA. She has one year in the wrestling business. That's that's not a lot.
1: No, and she did, I mean, she did really well. She was supposed to, I guess I read online that she was supposed to, like, her contract was over in November. Mm-hmm. And when they said, like, well, we're going to have a women's WrestleMania match, the main event, she said, I'll sign, you know, another three months or four months.
0: To be in it, to... to be
1: in it, and now she's done. You're not. I. If you see her again, I would be willing to bet it's going to be around the Royal Rumble. By the time now, her hand heals, was it? Hand heals. I think she said they wanted like somebody said that she wants to have kids. So you figure if she gets on her kids now, nine months from now is what? Maybe November.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, one of the Bludgeon brothers, um, basically said, "I want my release." went out on social media and said thank you WWE for all these years it was great blah 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 i'm looking you know onward and upward and then the WWE went Mm-mm. because you were hurt for 6 months we're adding 6 months to your contract to make up for it <laughs> <laughs> yet on the other hand Goldust says i want out and they go okay yeah, but boom and then he goes yeah, right but to they AEW. have nothing
1: for him maybe they had something for Luke Harper now does he sit there and and work it out or do they does he say all right i'm going to go home Pay me for the next six months. Bye.
0: I think if he said pay me for the next six months, they're going to be like, okay, for as long as you don't wrestle, we're adding that onto your contract to make that up too. So what, is he
1: just going to wrestle fucking dark matches and he's going to be the the jobber?
0: I don't know. He's going to turn into Dean Ambrose.
1: Goldust, I saw, is wrestling Cody Rhodes. Yeah, they're like some show.
0: View. Yeah. Um, I know we missed it a few weeks ago, but Jim Ross, after he was let go of his WWE contract, he went straight to AEW, no shit. That's and, a smart one. Yeah. I, look, he st- he, Jim Ross on social media, when you read it, it look, he still has the, the gusto for this business.
1: Oh, he has the brain. He definitely has the brain. And I think the problem is when he came up with storylines and gimmicks and whatnot, Vince didn't take him seriously. You know, like vince kind of gave him like yeah okay yeah all right mm. sure 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 we'll think about it and then never cashed in on it and he probably got sick of it
0: lip service probably yep, yep.
1: nina jacks oh uh, boy it. man she's out <sighs> what am i gonna do without her gonna miss you nina
0: you're gonna save your boxes of tissues huh yeah <clears throat> but yeah double knees man
1: <laughs> yeah so you see the picture online <laughs> yeah. of her laying in bed? what
0: the hell man is that
1: what they do for knees She'll be alright. The way they do surgeries now, she'll be back in like fucking two weeks.
0: So, uh what happened over what, this past week? Roster shakeups on two Raw weeks and ago. two weeks, Raw and SmackDown. Um, it 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 has a feeling that they squeezed out Raw to make SmackDown better. And I'll always look at SmackDown as being that that little red headed stepchild mm. where
1: they are uh, from what I read, they are Pumping up SmackDown
0: because of the TV deal?
1: Because they're mo- when they move okay. to Fox,
0: but then you're now on a bigger TV thing, a bigger TV company than the USA Network.
1: They're going to have people jump back and forth from Raw and SmackDown. They're going to have somebody <clears throat>
0: that seen <clears throat> like, Cena free agency kind of character, no, or
1: they're going to have like Seth Rollins win both belts uh, and then be true. on both shows, like Becky. Um, the Miz goes to Raw. That's that's a good one. I mean, it depends what Miz you're getting. Are you getting face Miz or heel Miz? Because heel Miz is great.
0: He is. Face.
1: Heel, heel Miz.
0: Can you can you mix the two?
1: Yeah, you can make him a betweener like like an Austin or a Rock or something. I would it depends say who he's wrestling. Who do you ha- What what is now? He really hasn't started a feud yet. But what is his first feud?
0: I go Bray Wyatt and have him shit over his Mr. Rogers gimmick. No. No? No,
1: No, because then you're destroying Bray Wyatt's gimmick.
0: You have to put The Miz over? You
1: have... No. No. But if you're going to have him make fun of it, you're going to destroy it. Like, Uh kind of like Austin with the what? Every time fucking Angle talked with a you suck. And that was fine with Angle with the you suck. Mm -hmm. Because... He was established already. Gotcha. Okay. If you would, if you go have the Miz go out and make fun of Bray Wyatt's gimmick, and says something catchy that the crowd is going to chant every time Bray Wyatt comes out, you're destroying that gimmick. You need to have like Bray Wyatt wrestle, I don't know, like. You need to have him work through the bottom half of the roster.
0: Can Can we talk about his new character? Like, it's his, so
1: fucking bad.
0: Like, I don't know who wrote it. Like, it's horrible. I can't. It needs to be something where it's like so peppy and disgusting right now that it and it literally like when he took a chainsaw to his paper character, the the, the little he cardboard looks completely cut, different though. He does. He, he it's cle- scary he, without the he, beard. He, he like cleaned up well, <laughs> but he needs to like it. This needs to erode to a fact of like him taking a chainsaw to his cardboard cutout. It needs to get that low like creepy not creepy but like
1: yeah like is he gonna bring those dolls to the ringside is it gonna be like fucking the head sock and sock connection yeah like (laughs) is it gonna be like he's gonna start talking to the fucking puppet or the 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 witch in the wheelchair
0: we may finally get out finally know who abigail is sister abigail i thought
1: abigail was gonna be the doll
0: so many things have come out with his whole character. We're like, that's Sister Abigail. And you heard news of women coming from, like, like Independence, the biggest. Nope. <laughs> it's like an anomaly.
1: Remember, remember way back in, like, the early 2000s, they were doing that GTV where they were showing, like, backstage segments. And, mm-hmm. things? and then it just fucking disappeared. No idea what it was.
0: No, because the gimmick failed.
1: It didn't fail. They just never followed through with it. Oh. And from what I read, it was supposed to be DDP. With See. his stalker gimmick. But The Miz could, could get a really good feud. I wouldn't put him, and it doesn't look like they're going to, I wouldn't put him against AJ first.
0: Well, they put AJ with, um, with Seth Rollins? Seth Rollins. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't Fine. put him
1: with Seth Rollins first. I think Miz, Seth Rollins... Meslamania. is No, is a good SummerSlam to... Survivor Series Survivor Series I was going to say Royal Rumble but to Survivor Series gim- like that's a good but they won't do it that long um, I'm trying to think who's on the fucking Raw roster that's even worth it
0: because Elias jumped to
1: Smackdown Roman Reigns jumped to Smackdown you're not going to have him wrestle Samoa Joe because they were just on Smackdown so why would they fucking fight now who's on Raw
0: <laughs> exactly. Now, now you're looking at it. It's like a lot of what um, NXT yeah. folks and and your your ton of mid carders. Randy Orton stayed on SmackDown, right? Yep. So, you, I don't know.
1: I, I think Finn Balor on SmackDown will start with uh, Randy Orton. Oh, isn't now Baron Corbin's on wrong. SmackDown? How is
0: he? <coughs>
1: it's just the viking experience didn't we see these fucking guys years ago with the scottish tag team Mm -hmm. oh like i hear like they were the war machine
0: yeah in nxt and then they just totally ripped apart their gimmick to
1: to bring them up it's it's a waste cedric alexander it's great 205 dead on raw (laughs) yeah
0: that the the whole like lightweight cruiserweight kind of division stuff it just doesn't it doesn't fly anymore. Like you, you, you saw because, the buzz that WCW had when they had the Luchadors and all that kind of stuff, like Rey Mysterio and all the Mexican wrestlers. And, and TNA
1: special. with the X Division.
0: That's fine. It doesn't work in the WWE because they, they, they don't
1: let them fucking fly. They, uh, speaking of which, guys that don't fly, um, two sections over from me at WrestleMania, I went to the, I hobbled to the bathroom. Yes. And as I was walking out of the bathroom. Harry Smith and fucking Teddy Hart were there signing autographs <laughs> in full wrestling gear.
0: Wow, it's almost like seeing um, Virgil underneath the overpass on a table in the <laughs> million-dollar belt that he stole. <laughs>
1: uh, Who's the
0: new Alberto Del Rio?
1: That what's it called, guy? That, oh, Ale, that Alejandro. Oh, the
0: one that the guy that's dating uh, Charlotte Flair. Yeah, that's
1: why they moved him.
0: Okay, it's cool to see these people on social media and see the, how they are out of character and all that kind of stuff because that's what the world and wrestling is now. Charlotte Flair is a badass. She's she's Ric Flair's daughter, and
1: yeah, they were showing pictures of her in like fucking Mexico while like
0: and she's all like giddy and 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 I'm like, it's like cool. You have a life. I get it.
1: And apparently, Becky is dating fucking Seth Rollins. Do you think they do it with just their belts on? <laughs> I've got fucking two belts.
0: One for each tit.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's all she's wearing. Her. She's yeah, rocking yeah, it. She's rocking it like a sable fucking bathing suit. Like
0: pasties. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the Usos also went to raw.
0: Nah, I'm tired Whatever. of the Usos. They're, look, the the tag teams in general in this in this company
1: suck. It's not that they suck. It's just tag team matches, and it sucks for modern guys, that they're never going to live up to the Hardys, Edge and Christian, the Dudley boys. They're never going to live up to the tag team matches that those guys had. No.
0: And know what ruined it? Extreme Rules kind of matches, like tables, ladders, and chairs, yeah. and all that crap. It, and the Usos
1: can do that. You know, but there's there's no other, like, who are they? I don't even, who's the Raw title? Fucking Woo Woo Woo? Mm,
0: yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like, it got dropped down to, like, a, a C-level team. You a, Two jobbers put together. Here's your belts, guys. Congratulations. Oh, you had jobs for, like, seven years in a row.
1: And they keep bringing out that fucking Lars Sullivan guy.
0: But for what? Oh. Usually, you Lars Sullivan, Braun Strowman? Okay.
1: Oh, Braun Strowman went to SmackDown. Okay, well. Roman Reigns went to SmackDown. Elias went to SmackDown. Finn Balor went to SmackDown. Aleister Black went to SmackDown. <laughs> and Ricochet went to SmackDown. So, right now, SmackDown has... Roster,
0: like a Raw roster. And AJ
1: Styles went to Raw.
0: Ooh, what a trade. I well, wouldn't even do that in a hockey term.
1: AJ Styles is... Could be good. Yes. Because, I'll tell you what, that they they have... They both have great setup for feuds. AJ, Seth, cool. That gets me to just before SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. Miz, uh, Seth, (coughs) cool. That gets me there. On the other side, you have Balor and, I don't know, you could put Balor and I think they want to do that Mustafa Ali. Cool. That that those matches are going to be a spot fest. Then you, I would I would take Balor and Shinsuke. Okay. Bring it back to New Japan. These guys have a record, you know, a history together.
0: Yeah, but Vince won't do that.
1: And then you would or Shane, who I was running. Right. And then I would take. That's when I would give Balor a title run. Him and Kofi would put on a good spot fest match. A good lay- tables, ladders, and chairs match.
0: And putting putting a belt on Kofi? Okay.
1: Oh, I saw Kofi as we were leaving. The God bless fucking Giant Stadium security. We were walking <laughs> behind the arena. So literally behind the stage, but outside. Sure. So those of you from New Jersey, it was the road that goes between behind Giant Stadium and the old track. Okay. And they had buses lined up there. And as we're walking by, fucking Kofi Kingston, with belt on his shoulder, all showered and cleaned with his wheelie bag, walked right by us. And I was like, holy shit, that's fucking Kofi. And then you just look, and they're all coming out. Mm-hmm. As Becky's music is still in the ring celebrating, they're all just walking out, getting onto the bus, getting, like, all of them, Triple H, all of them were just.
0: Wow. That, that's your WrestleMania moment.
1: That's my WrestleMania moment. Like holy shit, they just walked right by me. Now, if I was a, if I had, you know, like a kid there, oh, I'd be fucking. Hey, Kofi, Kofi, can I just get a picture? You know, with my son. I'm not. A, I think I'm past the age of autographs, unless it was like a legend, like if Flair walked by, I would. You try. I would try, or Hogan.
0: They usually have, like, the old school guys down in Wildwood, like, during the Fourth of July kind of stuff, sitting at, like, a card and, and whatever expo. Yeah, just just a guy. I think I told the story before that I got. um, uh, Who was the uh, ring announcer? The old guy?
1: The, the Fink. The Fink.
0: And I mentioned to him that, yeah, you know, I'm from New Jersey. And he's like, no, no, no. Where? And I said, oh, northern New Jersey. He's like, no, no. Where oh, yeah. in northern New Jersey? And I told him. And he's like, oh, yeah, near this, this, and this. And I'm like. Dude.
1: There's a good burger place down the street.
0: I was like, holy crap.
1: I had a college professor that was like that.
0: Knew everything and everywhere.
1: Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Dude, where are you from? New Jersey. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're from by uh, where Frank Sinatra was born. I was like, holy shit.
0: <laughs> See, those kinds of experiences are pretty cool because it's like you're kind of on that same level. like. Yeah, but this know, was
1: Massachusetts. And this guy, like, oh. where are you from? And then you're like, oh, I'm from fucking Battleboro, Vermont. Oh, yeah, so-and-so, da 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 right? And then, like, one kid... I think it was Connecticut. He's like, oh, I'm from this state. And he goes, oh, yeah, I want you to tell everybody what your zip code is. And the kid's like, oh, 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 one. <laughs> like, yeah, you have the fucking first. He's like, like, how do you know all this shit about people? It's like the little. Uh... And this guy was a dean, so he got paid uh-huh. handsomely. To know. <laughs> oh.
0: It, OK, so if you had to get like an autograph from like one. One superstar, or whatever
1: wrestler, yeah. current superstar,
0: nah, anybody.
1: Oh, it'd be The Rock. Yeah, it ha- it'd have to be The Rock because if I was a scumbag and I would sell it, you're getting the most money from a hot the, the Hollywood superstar. The ho- hot
0: guy, yeah. That's yeah, true, yeah, because you got Hollywood and wrestling all
1: in one. I mean, you- Cena would probably be a close second.
0: Would you comment on his hair?
1: No, because I remember Cena in college because we went to the same. we we went to schools in the same area I remember seeing John Cena at parties and I remember seeing John Cena at the fucking gym and he was bigger then than he is now
0: I'm
1: not gonna say that ain't right
0: hsskpod.com is your website tell all your friends to download
1: it and and, you know watch it and get it going and you know grab your grandma's phone and, and just just, just do it, and it's now, great.
0: Now, now you sound like Jay Moore doing a Christopher Walken no. impression.
1: Well, it's not that far <laughs> off because you just have to kind of, you go from you go from about Christopher Walken to you add a little bit of Jewish in it, and now it becomes Barry Batman.
0: This is you're home for the perfect blend of hockey, professional wrestling, and apparently impressions.
1: <laughs> Next week, we'll be talking about uh, how the playoffs are going so far. Mm. And maybe we'll talk about... baba ganoush, huh? yeah. <laughs> What food dishes each team are. No.
0: Hey there, Hack. <laughs> you can download our show on a plethora of platforms. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Player FM. We're on Twitter and Facebook, Pod. Let us know how we're doing. Seriously, reach out. Let us know how we're doing.
1: Yeah, it'd it's be great.
0: F- it's fun and it's exciting. We have new adventures going on. Woo! Yeah, summer venturing out into
1: we should w- say that. World. In this summer, we're probably going to go. We're, we're going part time. Yeah, we'll go every other week. Yeah,
0: as the playoffs wind down, as free agency goes away, it'll be part time. Hockey and wrestling and part time something else, perhaps we may promote it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. But hey, Dave. <coughs>
1: <laughs> Turtles? <laughs>